Welcome to the Static Zone podcast where we discuss everything you watched back when TV had a static snow cover channel before you popped in your VHS or switched over to Channel 3. Oh shit, I scratched myself. I'm Scotty Moe and that'll teach you to touch things. It's Corey, aka Tornado Jones. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, you guessed you it. We're watching Demons. I don't know. <laughs> no one could ever guess the movies we're doing, dude. <laughs> well, I struggled to find quotes from this one because there's not a lot of dialogue in this movie. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get to that or parts of it. Um, there's dialogue, but it's frantic. It's not like yeah. quotable. And it's uh, it's something. So Demons, we're going to we don't have any pickups this week. I know we like to start doing that a little bit here and That's there. That's a lie. But, uh, Oh, sorry, Corey. Corey grabs stuff. I'm I'm no, easing up because more mine's more video games. Okay. It's not really in real gotcha. movies or no that stuff. So no movies, no movies from Corey. Not right now, anyway. Um, yeah, we've nope. recovered yep. from Good Burger. We thank you all for tuning in again. Some of us, um, <laughs> man, that that was something. Uh, so, but now that it's the Spooktober month, by when this releases, it's it's. We're we're jumping in early because uh, I'm going on a little vacay. Psst. Sorry, Finally. That I said that. Um, yeah, going to Disney. Maybe I'll come back with movie pickups. That wouldn't make sense to buy movies down. At You'll Disney come back really with though. less money. I can guarantee yeah. that. Yeah, so. yep. for sure. It's actually hurricane season's kicking off, and we're hoping that uh, I forget her name. I want to say Irene, but I don't think that's Fiona. Right. I don't um, know. Something's creeping in around Florida. So you know, by the time this releases, I'll already be down there in it. Uh, I bought a I bought a woman's windbreaker because that's the cheapest <laughs> fucking clearance deal we found at Dick's. Hey, after seeing the prices for what they think Columbia nonsense is supposed to be, I'll take a woman's windbreaker for thirty two bucks. Thank you. There you um, go. Uh, this was your pick. I want to state it. that in the beginning. Yep. Uh, this is Demons, the movie from nineteen eighty five. Um, I caught wind of this from Mega64, who said, I didn't want to watch their review of it or anything, but one of them said, this is a Halloween movie that might be a staple in my Halloween viewing, something along those lines. So I will also I was like, put that, say that sentiment, yes. Okay, so I was like, wow, I don't really know, I don't really watch Mega64 for their movie reviews, I just like their comedy stuff, and so I was like, that's interesting to hear, and I was like, we didn't pick a halloween movie yet, so I'm like, Let's 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 do it, because I also but but as creators, I respect their opinion. So I'm like, that'll still be entertaining. At least they wouldn't wholeheartedly recommend a bad movie. Um, and the funny uh, thing is, I was going to say the funny thing is you brought that up to me and I was just like, yeah, demons. I heard that's pretty good. And then you also said, like, Rachel was like, yeah, that's a good I've heard that's a good horror movie. And you're just like, why? How do you people know this about about this yeah. movie? And I know nothing about this movie. So. And you you also said in one of the I don't remember if you mentioned which one, because there's three volumes now, the documentaries in search of darkness. You said, yeah, it was in one of those. And I'm like, cool. That's like saying, remember that guy you went to college with freshman year? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. It was in the first one. The the lady that uh, her name's I think Goretta Goretta. She plays uh, the first infected in the movie, and she's in the documentary. Her name is Goretta Goretta, and she was credited in another movie as uh, at a at a reggae shit. It's not her name backwards. Oh, it's... that's kind of cool. Yeah, her name's Rosemary in the movie, which I was just like, yeah, when they said Goretta. that. 
Yeah, when they said Rosemary, I'm like, oh, shit. And then I was like, wait, I don't think Rosemary's Baby was even out when this came out. So that wouldn't have made sense. Uh, 80, uh, Rosemary Baby is an older movie. I'd have to look Oh, it is up. it? Whoops. I've, uh, if there's Allie any genre that I've lost. Movies. Yeah, if there's any genre that I've lost track of remakes, it's horror. Because we are in the third and fourth remakes of some of these movies anymore. Um, so, but we don't have a lot of numbers for this because this was originally, this is an Italian horror movie, um, released in Italy. I could not find global, uh, numbers for it. The only thing I found is that the box office in Italy was 1.225 million Italian liar. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. I apologize. And I could not find adequate, um, uh, what's it called when you, uh, not translate it. Oh my gosh, what's the word? I just, I closed all my Google windows so that I don't um, bog down the internet too much. No, you have to, uh, uh, oh my God, oh my God. I think we get what you're saying though. But yeah, because everything I found kept saying that that is equal to 600 US dollars. And I'm like, that is, that cannot be correct because they would not keep record of a movie making $600 in its box office weekend. Um, That's true. Rosemary Baby came out in 1968. Whoops. All right. Well, again, shows how little track I've kept of uh, remakes and everything. So because that's definitely been out remade at least two more times, I think. Oh, yeah. Or some variation of it. Um, Yeah. But speaking of variations of things, maybe we'll get into it after the fact. But this movie might be hard to find for some because so many others have played homage to it already with just throwing demons in the title. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, the the Italian name for people. We ever come out with these videos? They're like, I don't understand this poster. It's in Italian. The Italian uh, version of the movie is Demoni. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, there you go. Before we get into the synopsis of the movie, I know I want to give a little backstory about uh, Dario Argento and uh, the Jallo subgenre and stuff like that. If if this is a good place to put this. Um, let me read the description and then we'll do it. Okay, that we works. Because we, we've already gone this long without <laughs> talking about the synopsis of the movie. So That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I did find the back of a DVD. Um, boy. Great. The fonts they chose for some of this are amazing. Um, but I thought that top one was Italian until I actually read it. Yeah, like- <laughs> maybe because it's like it's it's like that off brand hieroglyphic looking font almost. And it never mind like the fact that it says electrical na- tape and made words. Yeah, it says now in uh, anamorphic 16 by nine and the X is huge. 16 X nine widescreen for the first time and first is spelled with the number one. So good job. Whoever fucking signed Fantastic. up on that. Um, the legendary splatter classic now uncut uncensored. And I need to make this bigger because I can't read it. Uh, <laughs> uncensored and remastered. They will make cemeteries their cathedrals and the cities will be your tombs. In 1985, Italian horror masters Dario Argento and Lamberto Baba unleashed this landmark splatter shocker about a group of strangers invited to a sneak preview at a mysterious movie theater, only to be trapped inside and transformed one by one into carnage crazed, crazed monsters. It's a one-of-a-kind combination of creepy terror and relentless gore orgy featuring a pounding sound soundtrack of 80s metal and throbbing score by Claudio Simonetti <clears throat> and gut churning special effects by Sergio still sorry this is still small Stivaletti. Stivaletti. this is demons have you as you've never seen it before with every blood drenched frame now fully remastered for the ultimate and ooze spewing flesh flying spine ripping madness 
that's not a bad that's not a bad synopsis. That's yeah. pretty good. Normally I would I would be like, we gotta get the original synopsis, but this has some good uh no, it's dec- fine. decorative language in there. <laughs> the original probably isn't in language you can't read anyway. So Right, exactly. <laughs> so tell me what you have to say about this. So for people that don't know, there's the Italian subgenre of giallo, which is G-I-A-L-L-O. I think it's actually Italian for the word yellow. Uh, it is the giallo horror subgenre where uh, Italy, when they started making movies, they were like spaghetti westerns were their thing. And well, that makes cheap, sense. well, not cheap, but very, mm. uh, very bright like I would say, this is a very bright movie. For if this movie came out nowadays, they would have tried um, to like turn the saturation down and everything uh, to kind of keep some of the like fluorescent colors of the blood and the ooze and all that stuff at bay. It's it reminds me of. It's not vibrant Alien. though. It's not like vibrant like a like fucking yeah, not like pastel colors or something. And stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it just reminds me of uh, Alien Alien versus Predator Requiem, where that movie we were like, man, we got an AVP movie that's rated R, but they turn the color saturation down so much that you can't see anything. Right. So, uh, but no, uh, Jallo is it's very it's it's a horror subgenre, and Dario Argento is one of the forefathers of that subgenre over in Italy. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, I'm not claiming to be an expert on it, but I just know a little bit of where the movies are very they're an acquired taste we are definitely watching one of the better movies uh that come from italy but like there's this whole thing i don't know you you probably know about it a little bit with uh the night of the living dead and all that stuff but like night of the living dead was released in italy as zombie but Mm. then the movie zombie that was released Mm. in italy released as zombie two in the oh, united yeah. states it was right. a it's really weird uh and then there's also a zombie three so yeah uh, and there is also a romero movie just called zombie man even though they never say zombie <laughs> in i don't think any of the any of the original three um they oh crap you're testing me now i can't remember one of them does say zombie but i can't remember which one it is it's during one of the interviews so i can't or not interviews but i mean like how they Monologues. broadcast the events in the dead movies. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. Like uh, those broadcasters uh, and stuff. Speaking of zombies, I will say, and but that's basically all I wanted to say. Like, Dario Argento is, he, he didn't direct this movie, but he helped produce it. And you can see, if you've watched any Dario Argento movies, you can see, like, oh, this is all over this movie. But speaking of zombies, this is... This is a zombie movie. This is basically like, a zombie movie. Yeah, this is a I, zombie movie, but they wanted to get a little bit crazier with like how the zombies, quote unquote, thought. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess demons. so. Don't. Uh, yeah. D- don't watch this when you're eating dinner. I'll say that. Um, no, you get gore <laughs> within the first 10 minutes. I had to I had to turn away at one point. I'll, well, I'll, I'll get to that part uh, unless you want to like, try to guess. We were in the car watching it and like it was it was you rough. Car watching was, it was in a drive through or something or what did you do? No, uh, we we had a very long two hour drive home. That's all just long country roads. So we mm-hmm. had it just playing on the dash on a tablet. I got so uh, totally legal. Don't worry. That's about safe. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't driving, so we were fine. Gotcha. So. <laughs> um, yeah, but the um, uh, that's interesting that it's a genre itself. I can see that. No, but we, we will touch on that real quick before we get away from it. These are not demons as as American lore likes to make demons, because a demon 
possesses someone. And Rachel was actually getting like not not upset, but kind of heated about this because she's like, these are not demons. This is not what demons do. They don't want to just they don't want to they don't they don't turn people in. They aren't trying to eat people. Demons possess someone, but just to like fuck things up. It's not what's going on in this really like yeah i mean if you think about it like goretta because like i like in the beginning there's a part of the scene where it says like i it says something about you will be the uh the harbinger of pestilence and i'm just mm. like oh when they said that i was like is this gonna be a zombie movie and then like not long after that i was like oh this is a zombie movie so yeah um i was trying to actually look up a definition of demons because i i know i'm gonna make somebody mad demons is probably uh yeah. one you might have with an e in it but uh i do mm-hmm. like and we're gonna get into we'll break down the movie a little bit uh but i do like how i like the trope when it's done correctly of a movie within a movie because that's what's happening in this movie yeah those it uh, works but I also like an air. I like a movie where people, a specific group of people that normally would not come together are trapped in an area or trapped inside of something and they have to figure their way out. I like seeing the illogical processes that happen and then also the logical processes that happen to try and get out safely. I appreciated that it was not clear who. Well, the actually the opening I really really liked. Uh, the opening was very strong because it had, I I don't know anything that starts with like punkers or whatever. It's going to get your attention. I feel. But I saw also, that right away. Yeah. Um, but also the eeriness of just walking alone. I I really like the beginning because the her it's name daylight. is Jessica or is it Jennifer? Cheryl. Oh, all right, Samsonite. <laughs> Cheryl's the uh, first the the main girl. Yeah, I was way off. Um. Okay, but yeah, no, what I like, though, is that it is bright. It's midday or afternoon or something. We're not really clear yeah. over what time of day it is, but it's definitely like daylight out. And she gets off on the T, uh, the T the is the Pittsburgh thing, the trolley, the train, the, the, the um, what's it called? The subway station, essentially. She gets off of that after kind of eyeing people up. It, but it's modern daylight. And like she you see that she it's never expanded upon a lot of things are not expanded upon, but she clearly is not comfortable being around the punks. And then she's just not comfortable being by herself walking along the subway station after she just got off the train. But I like that because it is still just emptiness. Emptiness is still eerie, even if it is daylight out. Yeah. Cause I, I have felt that like being here in my house, if Rachel's out of town and even though it's still midday, I've even felt it like during work, just working from home. You just something hits you the wrong way. And I, I just snap my fingers for people that can't hear it, maybe. But something hits you the wrong way or you like hear a noise that you don't hear every day. And then you start to like question everything going on around you. Usually it's when I haven't gotten much sleep also. But yeah. um, your but, brain starts uh, playing tricks on you and all that stuff. And you're like, oh, man, that's I need to do something. Yeah, so. but I thought it was done really well. Uh, very strong opening because uh, a member of the proto men approaches her. And <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was I was like, it's 80. It's 85. And it, right. There were parts in this movie where I was like, it was the 80s and it's an Italian movie. I have to remember this. That's all I have to remember. <laughs> I should have looked up uh, each of their names because now it's going to piss me off. But one of the proto men has like, <laughs> boy, the, the the percentage of the people that listen to us already. We don't have that big of an audience, but the percentage that even knows who the proto men are is even smaller, probably. So they oh, are yeah. a uh, um, uh, oh, my God, my brain today. What's it called when you do thematic albums? Um, oh, opera? No. Uh, 
the Proto Men have a theme to their music, which is, Proto Man coming from Mega Man. Proto Men do uh, albums where it is about the Mega Man universe as if it is a post-apocalyptic event, and they are yes. essentially fighting in a 1984 or 85 um, atmosphere kind of deal I with their it. songs and everything. Um, but uh, but they all have makeup and face paint and things like that and and stage names and things like that. And one of them. Well, most of them have like parts of their face just painted entirely silver. So that's what it reminded me of is like five of the nine members basically have that. Um, it's not Kilroy. All I can remember is Kilroy and Panther. That's the only names I can remember out of that crew right now. Um, I'm trying but, to remember the, the lady. She has a specific name, too. Yeah, something with an that. M. Um, but no, they're really cool. If you like. Uh, they have nothing to do with demons. So. No, <laughs> not concept album. That's the word. That's a phrase I couldn't oh, think okay, of. Concept album. Um, very cool stuff. Uh, I yeah, was they very have two concept albums and then a cover album. Yeah, which is also very good. Uh, but they've done a lot of cool stuff. I recommend checking them out. Even if you just like rock and roll, they are just straight up rock and roll. Um, but Same. that's Go all ahead. I could think of when this guy was approaching her. <laughs> that is all I could think of with like his Phantom of the Opera in terms of how yeah, much of his face was covered, but with Chrome. Um, well, he also had a burn on his face too. Like I could see oh, around, he? yeah, around his face, he had like a like it, it had to have been like an homage to Fan, Phantom of the Opera. I and, assume. Oh, yeah. I just noticed. I just noticed his mask. What do you mean? Like I just noticed that his mask is very similar to the mask that we we're going to talk about later. Oh, so probably. But that, yeah, so the, that makes sense. To 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 end to wrap up like this intro. Um, she's walking alone. He, it, it feels like he's chasing her, but he's, he is and he isn't because he finally approaches her just to hand her a ticket or not even a ticket. It's like a flyer. I don't know. Um, ticket flyer. Yeah. But it just says Metropole the lady takes him. on yeah. it. Um, and so, and then he walks away and starts handing them out to everybody else. So you think like, Oh, those theater kids, they're just always in character. Yeah. Cause she even asked him like, is this part of the show or are you doing this for whatever? And he didn't, he just walked away and then she's like, can I have one for my friend? Word. You know? And, and then, okay. I want to mention this and then we can just talk about whatever. So she finds sure. her friend right outside the train station, gives her the ticket and they basically say, fuck school. We're not going to class. We're going to go to this show. And I guess they walk the entire day because when they get there, it's nighttime. But then they look at the sign of the Metropole and the sky is red. So it's all over the place. It's Italian. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah. And then the lady dressed as a leprechaun takes their tickets. I yeah, I, man, I thought her character was going to be fleshed out more than she was. But yeah, anyway. you mean or anybody's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. That's the, the one of the things I will say about this movie is like that one, the blind guy and his daughter. Uh, there's a couple people where I'm just like, oh, I thought the blind guy was going to know a, a little bit about what was going on. Nope. He's or just another the, character. Be the one who survived better senses yeah. or something. No. Yep. I mean, that was Doesn't just matter. a joke. Oh, you know, we didn't even mention the cast. I will run through the cast real quick. I sure. don't know any of them, so I'm sorry. Urbano Barberini as George, who looks like the kid in Umbrella Academy, who's half ape, half person. Oops, spoilers. Uh, he was also in the latest Resident what? Evil movie, unfortunately. <laughs> Umbrella Academy is unoriginal. Don't bother. Uh, Urbano Barberini, okay. Natasha Hovey as Cheryl. Excuse me, Carl Zini as Ken. Paola Cozo as Kathy. 
You know, the more names I read, the less I remember who these people are. Nicoletta I mean, Elmi. You're really bad at that in movies because I know every one of them. The Usherette. Oh, Ingrid the Usherette. So she. The, so the the. I say that she was dressed like a leprechaun because she had bright red hair and a bright green like. Uh skirt Santa, suit she looked like an elf and a giant like buckle if it was like brown i would say she's a pilgrim but it was bright green so in a, with a giant collar so it was like all she needed was a stereotypical green top hat and it really it really looked like she was an elf like one of the lady elves that are usually there helping out santa claus at the mall right. so yep um fior fior argento is hannah goretta giancarlo is rosemary or goretta goretta as we said um Michelle Savers, maybe it's Michael Saovi, Soavi, and then Bobby Rhodes as Tony the Pimp, the only the smartest guy in the movie. That unfortunately, uh, I, I, he was I mean, stupid at the same time though. He was ready to just throw people off a ledge that were not dead yet. So I don't true. know. True, he is a pimp. But I was also like in my head, I was like, this is eighties, and I was like, he's an African American gentleman. Uh, he's probably going to get marked real quick. Like, that's just a trope. That's not me being you-know-what. That's just a trope in movies. So. Related to him, though, the basic-ass older white couple, uh, apparently Frank and Ruth, um, he's, he says, uh, when he looks over his shoulder at everybody sitting down in the theater, he, uh, this old white man says, whores, you can tell them a mile away. <laughs> what? <laughs> That that I feel like that character, if this was cast like an American, uh, an American remake of this movie, that would have been Dick Miller. Like, you know who Dick Miller is? He's the, uh, the, yeah, the he's older been guy in the Gremlins. Seen. Yeah, he's been yeah. he's oh. in Chopping Mall, Gremlins, Gremlins 2. Uh, he's, he usually dies in a lot of his movies. But uh, yeah. yeah, I could totally have seen him. That guy's death was the brutal one. That was the one where I was like, he just gets his uh, neck ripped open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, man, but yeah, I'm looking at, I'm watching the movie. I got the movie on in the background right now. We're at the 23 minute mark or no, we are at the 20 minute mark and we got gore right away. So, mm-hmm. um, it was a joke to take a blind man to see a movie. So I thought that was hilarious and also confusing because you can't tell yet in this movie if it's taking itself serious or not. So it was hard to understand if that was a joke or not right away. I think in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I didn't understand. Like, I thought she was just an interpreter. Come to find out it was her his daughter and she was trying to hook up. I thought the guy that came in to hook up with her was Michael Ironside at first. And then I saw his face and I was like, oh, wait, that is not Michael Ironside. Never mind. Apparently it was real easy to score in the 80s because these two dumbass white kids sit down uh, next to who we think are the main characters and just start talking and flirting. And one dude, I I want to I am not a violent person, but if you are wearing a sweater tied around your shoulders i want to punch you <laughs> oh, that was one of our main characters <laughs> i don't so. care i mean he was okay actually he ended up being okay but yeah so i did like how uh i liked uh how they set up that motorcycle like i saw that motorcycle with the mask and the sword and i was like i was in my head i was like the sword's gonna be the only thing that kills the demons like they're Something, gonna have to yeah, use that sword right. Uh, nope, I got I gave this movie way, way too much credit. Uh, I do get a motorcycle with a samurai sword scene, but it's lackluster at best. So, this has to be something you can do in Dead Rising in one of the Dead Rising games. I said, I said and I said during the movie, I said, this is Dead Rising the game. And my wife goes, yeah. what? And I said, don't worry, Scotty, you'll understand. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely the coolest part. When I was trying to find this, um, we ended up watching it on a free trial of Shru- Shudder. Um, it's also on Amazon Prime and uh, another movie, not Tubi, but movie with an Amazon Mary. I don't know what that is. 
Um, I rented it for four dollars and got it for two days. So yeah, but um, and you might be able to find it if you look hard enough on YouTube. But every time I tried to search on YouTube for anything related to this, what came up was the Katana motorcycle scene. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Which I appreciate that it's not flawless. Like he falls off, she falls off. It's a clusterfuck of a fight. Um, I do want to. I want to say in the beginning. So the reason that the whole infestation happens is they. So yeah, everyone randomly gets invited to this movie. We start in the beginning. We see our cast as everyone's given their tickets in, yep. and uh, there's a mask hanging off of the motorcycle, and it looks very. I mean, it looks like old school demonic mask. It looks like it looks yeah, it like, looks like a, a um, feudal Japan demon or something almost. But yeah, an Oni or something like that. That's the word. So, yeah. Uh, but Goretta, I'm sorry. Her name is Rosemary in the movie, uh, but she puts the mask on. One she of those and, whores. Yeah, she's with her pimp and another one of uh, Lady of the Night. And they're just kind of being loud, smoking in the movie theater, just being obnoxious. Basically, you're being the they're they're setting it up really hardcore to be like, these people need to die. But uh, yeah. she puts on a mask and she's like making fun of it. Like, oh, look, I'm all scary. And she gets cut from the mask. Right. And for people that are listening, if you've ever watched Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, that was the first thing. The mask looks identical almost identical which it makes sense because it's an italian because i think that's where it takes place in like old europe uh, the first part of jojo phantom blood i think that mask originated from italy and so it makes sense uh the main bad guy puts that mask on he gets blood he gets killed and blood splashes across it and becomes a vampire so it's not the same but i was like that's a heavy jojo reference right there you- jojo took it from here did you watch Mega 64's commentary on this at all? I did not. I would okay, have because uh, Rocco straight up says that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've never, I've, I've still not taken the plunge into JoJo. Um, it maybe someday, takes some but, time. So yeah. that's. What <laughs> but I yeah, thought. I was just like, "Well, this is JoJo," and then like it started, and I was like, "No, it's not JoJo." But then we get the, 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 the part where she, the one character, is behind the movie screen. I got, I got Gremlins vibes really hard oh, yeah. from it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was well done, but it was drawn out. It was too long, in my opinion. It's very too many people screaming because there's someone screaming in the movie because they're being murdered yeah. in the movie. And then in the movie that we're watching, which is Demons, the movie, she's been sliced on the neck. So she's turning into a demon and you, get, you got to love the ooze. The ooze doesn't even look like something that would come out of a body. It's like fluorescent. It's, blue it's straight or fluorescent. up Nickelodeon slime. Yeah, it's Gak is what yeah. it is. So. Yeah, pretty good. Um, but yeah, good horror, but that, good practical effects. That's uh, that the 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 getting murdered behind the screen also kind of you know probably Scream Two took aspects of that as well because that's like the opening scene in that movie in the second Scream movie. Yeah, that'll um, do it. But we didn't really talk about what the movie within the movie is at all because that's kind of important to this plot too. Is it's just these kids. Exploring Nostradamus's tomb, not not Nosferatu. Yeah, which and I, I like got actually mad when one of the characters in the movie in the movie was like, um, Nostradamus, who's that? I'm like, are you fucking any basic history class at some point, like mythology, anything you right. I don't know. I was just like public school has failed us again or the public education system. Yeah. But for the sake of explaining to the audience who Nostradamus is and for some reason that is, he uh was involved with demons. I don't know how accurate that is, but uh, he was. So the whole thing with Nostradamus was he was foretelling of everything that was happening in the world. Like he foretold of this and he foretold of that. And then one of the last things he foretold was when the demons arrive. 
and that was like the last thing that didn't come true but like surprise that's what this movie's all about Mm -hmm. so i don't know if you're wanting a happy ending but uh that's definitely not this movie so (laughs) yeah uh but that's what's going on in the movie and it um it's interesting, but also the well, the movie within the movie sucks, but it's just serving the purpose of advancing the plot for the sake of the audience in the movie we're watching. Um, well, they destroy, so they're like, oh, it's the movie that's doing it. It's the movie that's turning yeah, everybody into Because they that. see the mask in the movie, and one of the characters puts it on to be a goofball, and they also cut their face, and then they turn into a demon. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I was just like, so they're like, we gotta go destroy the movie. And so they go up into the movie like projection room. And they're like, it's all automated. What's going it's on? It's automated. It has to be because there are wall mounted keyboards. The future. Yeah, dude, it looked great. It looked like it was, <laughs> like it was a Star Trek uh, set or something. Yeah, like there that. were literally like I've worked in a projection booth. I've worked in multiple the movie projectors theaters. are right next to each other, too. Yes. Like- <laughs> and there are no blinking lights there. I don't think there have no. been on them before like that. But it's we're talking. Very, it's very much a large floor where you go into a room. There's a reel. You go into this other room. There's a real like I've been up in the top part of a movie theater as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is not like that at all. So it was so funny. Um, and it was weird that there were two projectors because this is clearly a one screen theater. But I don't know. Unless so it's a, like backups. Confused. To... I got super confused. So like everybody. But the blind guy and his daughter, I think there's two showings of this movie at the same time. Because huh? they cut to him and his daughter in a theater that's empty. And they were just, just in the balcony, them. I thought. I think it's just a one screen still. I guess maybe. I keep I kept getting confused that there was a balcony, so that threw me off until someone got thrown over the balcony. So I was like, okay. Uh, hmm. But also, too, I was like, they're going to destroy the movie. And I was like, oh, the movie's going to have... Even my wife was like, why didn't they watch the rest of the movie to see how they beat the demon? And I was like, that's probably what's... They're going to be like, oh, we were supposed to have... The- nope. Yeah, it's not like the ring, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, but this is, I mean, this is very much the movie. It's a caveat for gore. Like, that's what the movie is. It's just a a, a vessel for the gore. The story's not super big. I it's- I did enjoy the movie in the movie when they were reading uh, Nostradamus's book and the one guy was messing around with the mask. And uh, I forget who was saying this to who, but someone said, whoever wears it, becomes a demon and they're like how do you know and then he flips open the book it says here whoever wears it becomes a demon <laughs> yeah that was pretty good i like that too uh but also like yeah that movie i get it that movie was supposed to be annoying and obnoxious and all that stuff but mm-hmm. it's i let's talk about i don't because like the story there it's there's not a lot yeah we've we given the plot more due than it than is needed we already introduced to characters 40 minutes in like brand new characters like right. their only reason to exist in the movie is because they're oh, you mean the punks in the car yeah the punks in the car right. which by the way they were well F- okay let's talk about their Go introduction ahead. because it's just yeah. them in the car drinking a coke from or just they just there there's a coke drinking this is the first scene you think it's just a can of coke yeah because also we saw one of our whom we thought was a main character drinking a coke with a straw yeah and um and then it's just these punks who clearly they ripped off this car and they're just driving around being punks and then it cuts back to the theater and i was like are we still watching the same movie (laughs) Yeah, I mean, also, we got to talk about the soundtrack. That's when the Billy Idols uh, kicks in. Yes, like, the Billy Idol. Oh, shoot. Yeah, let me see here. The soundtrack has Billy Idol, 
uh, Motley Crue. You mentioned Claudio Simonetti, um, Rick Springfield. Uh, sure. Yeah, and just and it's it's it fits, but it's also for Good as soundtrack. small of a tra- soundtrack as it is with only like what is this three six nine ten eleven eleven tracks. It's still pretty diverse. Um, it's good. There is a song ca- called "Fast as a Shark" by the band Accept, and the whole time <laughs> it's blasting, and I'm just like the Ace of Spades, the Ace of Spades. Yeah. That's well, all it well, even like to me. Goes, she goes, "Is that Lemmy?" And then cut to the next <laughs> lyric, and she goes, "No, never mind, that's not Lemmy." So, no. yeah. But that Motley Crue can't song. She's a huge Motley Crue fan, and that Motley Crue song came on. She goes, "I don't know this song," and I went, "What?" <laughs> Whoa. Uh oh. Yeah. So it might have been one that was not that big. Probably one of the reasons they weren't using Kickstart My Heart. So they needed to use one that wasn't very famous. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. no, uh, I want to talk about the practical effects in the movie, too, because it's all practical and it's pretty good to the point where we get Woof. zoom ins on necks being bitten and ripped apart and teeth being like pushed out and all that stuff that's what i had to turn away the teeth i could not look at that uh-uh. i no. i'm weird i like the body horror stuff i'm no. big into it it, it it's the nails i could handle but that's because they were na- things coming out of the hands but if it's something going into a fingernail no thank you yeah that scene in like, the third john wick movie fuck you fuck that director but um yeah well if you ever watch night of the demons which has no connection to this whatsoever uh, there's a part where uh, one of the characters she's possessed and puts a lipstick uh, tube into her nipple and it just goes into her body. And I was like, huh, that's an artistic choice. So, yeah, there are a lot of artistic the demons choices is not. We watched that last year because we heard positive things about it and it was not that great. This movie was by far better than that. Oof. Um, yeah, but the uh, when her her face the the first girl she cuts her face and then that like pulsates and explodes i had to say out loud i told you not to pick at it but um it's just i always uh, pick at it at the end of the movie the main girl's picking at hers and then you yeah. get the, the totally predictable jump scare right but um no yeah i couldn't i couldn't handle that just uh the the popping of the neck unfortunately because it looks so much like zits and i just yeah. don't i cannot watch that it's, stuff if you're not um, into body horror or gore in general, then this might not be the movie for you. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and, you know, then she turns and we find out how big of a fan of Double Dare she is because all she's puking up is slime. Um, you got to get the, the teeth, Double Dare in there. So. I mentioned I couldn't handle the teeth. Yeah. Uh, the nails. I'm trying to I'm looking at my notes here to see what other like body horror since you brought it up that I might have had. A, um, uh, the scalping. <laughs> that was a lot. Um the killing the blind the guy was a lot. It seemed un- the- killing. Well, we thought killing the we thought he was dead. Like she gouged his eyes out, which is how someone dies in 28 days later. But not in this one. Same um, with uh, Evil Dead one. So, yeah. So it, it was weird. It, that felt unnecessary. Also, that felt kind of tasteless. I thought to kill the blind guy by poking his eyes out. But whatever. I mean, but, I again, it. he didn't die. But at, at that point yet. No one um, dies in this movie. They just become possessed. So yes, that also doesn't. That's just not how demons work. But that also. Yeah. Um, and, but after that guy dies, then we jump back to the punks and they're sniffing that straw of coke, which it's they took a second to make sure you see the entire word coke on that can oh, when yeah, they're yeah. doing it. And yeah. uh, 
you know, just like Mac and me, great product placement. Um, well, also, because I was trying to remember, because there was a time and there was a time where Coca-Cola was putting a small traces of cocaine into their into their Coke. And I was like, yep. is that what this is a reference to? But then they just like, no, there's just straight up cocaine, which I was like, that's pretty fucking ingenious. Like, that's that's a pretty good idea. If you're trying to steal Coke in a stolen vehicle, you can put it in a Coke can and like it's not that it's r- nail on the head. But sure. Yeah, very much so. Um, the scenes with the punks were kind of too long. And yes, I'm talking about they the weren't boobs. great punks. No, they were stupid. They were kind of shitty. The best punks are in Return of the Living Dead. They're really good punks. Like, yeah, they're just straight up assholes. Uh, these punks are just like uh, on their drug trip and bored. But um, they, they were just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time is what. Yeah, it was. but I mean, they are the sake for advancing the plot in this overall uh, shit show. Um, yeah, because that's because of them. One of the demons gets out of the movie theater that they're all locked in. And you're like, when that also, happened, I was like, it's going to they're going to get out. But the world's going to be destroyed when they get out. I just realized it talking about it now. But so the punks, when they're driving around uh, a cop questions them at a stoplight and then they try to drive away or something. I don't know. I forget. But eventually they have to hop out of the car. The punk, the cops are out of their car chasing them to an alley that's lit with a blue light. We saw that alley before, but for no reason, like it made as much sense as just seeing the punks for the first time. And the this is the second time we look, see this blue yeah. alley. No, this One is of, like I before think, the punks. It just cuts to it for no reason at one point. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, it's 1985 and it was but Italian. That's so. what I mean. Like the fact that you forgot about it is kind of just how this movie flows. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of establishing so- shots that don't make sense till three scenes later. So, You're not that, wrong. <laughs> that, also, um, that alley was they, one of them. They very easily destroyed these what look like to be like tanks of movie projectors. The one guy had a stool and it just fell apart the minute he hit it. Well, they're like, fucking tearing the shit out of those seats too. Um, they're apparently made of plywood. Yeah. Um, and they're just bolted into the floor and they're easily pulling bolted in. Sure. Whatever. But it I doesn't, under, I like this that. is this, this, the, 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 the structure of the ideas of the characters makes as little sense as the second house of the dead movie. Yep. That both of you listening, you're welcome for understanding what I'm talking about. Um, because they barricade the doors. They, everybody gets into the balcony that's surviving and realizing shit's going wrong. And they tear up the seats and barricade the doors with the rows of movie theater seats. And right. then they're like, oh no, but we're trapped in here. How's anyone going to hear us? Let's bang on the wall in hopes that they hear us. And then they break through the wall. And now they're trying to get out of the theater. It's like, why? <laughs> what? Through has no. It, it literally they break through and they go into a dead end, and then they come right back to where they were. Right. I'm like they, they didn't even the need that. Coolest shot in the movie, though, when they go into that room that's just four brick walls, and the camera's like zooming around and like poised yeah. in a certain way to get everybody. And for no reason at all, it's like running along the walls, like we're like suddenly a rat crawling along the wall or something. Yeah. And everyone um, just freaks out. I was like, what's happening? And they're just like, my, I think Hallie was like, I think they're just freaking out. And then the next thing, they're all just quiet in the area where they were before. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Some choices were made. In- I really thought we were going to get uh, the, the scene where the leader of the punks runs into the room and he's trying to be the, I thought he was going to get got right away, but he didn't like, uh, right, like in return yeah. of the living dead and or uh, any really not even just that, sure. like any movie. Yeah. But he just, he was just a junkie punk. That's yep. what it was. He didn't even yep. look cool. He didn't have any leather on. He looked like, have you ever seen the movie, the warriors? 
No, but I know of it. There's there's a group in the Warriors. I forget what they're called, but they're like the degenerates of the the gang groups. Like they didn't even get invited to the big gang meeting. And mm-hmm. the main character looks like the main guy of that group looks like the punk in this group. Also, huh. there was a part where they're trying to scoop that cocaine back up because they had knocked it over because they were arguing. Yeah. And he's getting the cocaine off of her breasts. And I was like, oh, God, they're his, her nipples going to get cut off. And I was like, that's, that's going to be really I, gross. I had to look away because I was like, I don't like where this is maybe go. Yeah. I had to look away. It didn't go there. Ba- well, I had to look away based on how the gore has gone so far in this movie. Yeah. Cause I was so, I was not the ready for that. The neck ripped apart. I was like, they're what's holding them back from cutting off a nipple. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and so Rachel watched it. that part. Rachel reassured me. Nope, it didn't happen. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah, right, they lingered on it long bit, enough. So. Yeah. Um, just didn't, whatever. I think that's, that scene just happened for the sake of being edgy. Um, I also thought there was appeal. a point where our main male character got scratched early on. And I yes, was like, oh, I thought he literally got poked in the arm. Like I, well, even before that, I heard in the audio of the movie, it does a like scratch sound effect. So I thought it scratched yeah, him and right. he was going to like be slowly turning the entire time. Nope. Again, threw me for a loop. Yeah, well, you just we don't appreciate the, art. I guess not. I guess I don't. We also get a nice uh, vomiting all over a body. So you get a little I bit of I thought that, that he well. was eating her, but no, he was just puking. Yeah. yeah. The only reason I knew that is because the subtitle that I watched, I had it on, it says mm-hmm. uh, retching. Gotcha, and I was like, gotcha. oh, he's yeah. throwing up then. Right, but still, right, that right. Make, doesn't make sense. Uh, sure. No, no, it doesn't. The, the, um, the, I mean, w- I think we've both watched enough horror movies to accept scenes and things that just don't make sense. But they sure. But gore happens for the sake of gore. But this like took it to another level. Movie. Yeah, this like took it to another level of just like uh, we got some squibs we got to use or something, you know. I like uh, I like all the shots that they get. of. I don't know where they filmed it at, but they get a lot of like panoramic street view shots of like the buildings and all that stuff. And it looks somewhere over in Italy, obviously. Oh, but uh, yeah. And I thought you were going to talk about something else, but it did remind me. So when they realize shit's hit the fan and the crowd's trying to escape the theater, they they tear off the doors to the theater, the entrance doors. Yeah, there's just a brick wall. That's the only thing in this movie that supernaturally doesn't make sense. No, like I thought maybe like the movie theater is co- is an entity now. Like it, it closed That's off. That's probably like, why they thought it's the theater at that point. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Well, the blind guy know. told them that. But it does. It, like we've been saying, uh, the uh, you don't want a whole lot of plot getting in the way of the practical effects. So, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, so that was interesting. Uh, they they fucked this theater up, though. Like, it's done for. Between tearing up the doors and the seats and oh, just yeah, everything. It's, um, it's a but, very uh, big theater, too. There's a part where the punks sneak in, and they're in, like, a basement underground area at one point. whitest halls in the world, yeah. That's leaking, apparently. There's just, like, water running. Also, they go into that one room that's oozing. Did you notice that oozing room when they look through the people where they're breaking through the wall? They're like, oh, oh this is yeah. a way out. And you see on the because the camera is shooting it from them looking into the hole. And right. you can see all on the walls that there's ooze just coming out. That's never addressed. But it's never. It's I really ne- think this movie was supposed to be not all. I think the mass stuff got put in later in like editing. But oh, I think mask. it was supposed okay. to be mm-hmm. a movie theater that was eating people. 
Like, I think that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. I could, uh, like the Poltergeist house, essentially, or something almost. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's just so many things that happen that don't make sense and don't, there are no, nothing is tied up. Nothing is, is, is cinched off. Nothing is explained, which I, I kind bad. of enjoy. <laughs> I, I do, I generally, I very much enjoy and appreciate that. Um, there's a helicopter. Was that before or after the motorcycle? Are we jumping around? That was after the motorcycle. Okay. Let's talk about the motorcycle first then, because that's the best part of the movie. In my opinion, that's the best part of the movie. Well, before the motorcycle, we have to talk about the demon that was birthed from the back of Kathy. What the fuck? The grab by the ghoulie just jumped out of her back. Yeah, she's like all art. Like you, she's obviously turning, which you get her like spoilers. If you watch the trailer, you see that nice shot of where she turns. Her voice is distorted. She goes, who are you? That scene, that shot was really, really nice. But then I the next scene, she, with she that, gets on all fours and just arches her back back and bursts a fucking grab by the ghoulie. Yeah, so. right out of her toilet spine. Um, I really thought that with that scene where she said, who are you? I thought. Boom, we're going to get uh, explanation or what's it called? Nope. Um, exposition. Uh, exposition. Nope. nope. Yeah. Don't want to yeah. don't want that getting in the way of what's going on. Uh-uh. We didn't hire a writer. We spent all our <laughs> money elsewhere, man. You know? Yeah. But yeah, that so that happens. And the one guy gets scratched and he's like, because ah, they know that it's traveling like an infection now. So mm-hmm. he runs off and he f- goes to where the motorcycle is. And he's like, use this to kill me. And he grabs the sword he's like what is it george kill me george yeah and i was like all right you're gonna have to do it i thought the sword was gonna have some supernatural power where it's the only thing that could actually kill the demons right where all the other methods just kind of like stopped them nope doesn't matter also hey we're on a motorcycle now we're gonna drive through this theater just slide that's got to be the sharpest samurai sword ever is what it has to be not as sharp as those off. helicopter blades though that were barely moving but still did the job <laughs> So after they go through it, we, can, we can't do we gotta, the, we Okay, can't. I'm sorry. I'm jumping around. But the motorcycle katana scene, it's great because he's going up and down the same aisle in the movie theater, like turning around and stuff and whatever. It's just a p- yeah, wide shot. He's, some, he's somehow steering. I imagine this would be impossible. He is steering with one hand and has the katana in the other and like swiping. This yeah, is on like, a motorcycle? Yeah. You know, like. It almost makes you say, like, why the fuck didn't Tarantino do this in Kill Bill, like every other scene or something, you know, for no damn reason. He might have done this in Planet Terror. I can't Uh, remember. (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, uh, Cheryl is at one point very briefly on the motorcycle with him as well. She flies off and he also flies off. So I appreciated that hardcore. She falls off. We laughed when that happened. Oh yeah. There's, there's some falls and some hits that are like, and Rachel said like two thirds into this, she's like the stunt people in this are getting fucked up. (laughs) If there were stunt people. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That too. Um, what are laws? But it's like, I, I very much enjoyed that. He clearly has never, ridden a motorcycle before if this was made today there would have been an unnecessary scene where he like cruises up to the theater on his bike and then also says like that's not as cool as my bike but he's a pro biker you know or, or something. he's talking about like oh i've worked on one of these mo- uh engines and all that other stuff and yeah nope right. don't need that exposition getting in the way of that not plot no so, so well everyone so it. i want before that before this happens i wanted to say that there everyone's playing everything pretty smart they're like we've barricaded the doors we've tried to find an escape route so we're gonna hunker down and we're just gonna hang out 
Well, then, like, they start hearing noises from the other side of the barricade. So they're like, oh, it's help. So they start tearing their barricades down. And the four main people are like, you guys are idiots. Stop doing that. And then, surprise, the demons come through. And we just get a gore Through the floor. (laughs) Through the floor. Like, there's crawling underneath, like, all that shit. And you're like, all right, I guess we got to thin out some of these characters to get down to our final four. Mm -hmm. And... This is where the 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 redheaded lady, which I thought was going to be playing a role on like she's like the caretaker, like she's supposed to be working right. for this this bigger entity. Nope, yep. she just gets straight but, up killed. Granted, we base that entirely on she was the ticket taker and had a shit eating grin the entire time she yeah. was in that scene. You think there's something going on? Well, even when she's like, there's no smoking in it. She's always like, also, she started giving them like directions on where we should, they should go and all that. I was like, oh, she's leading them astray. And nope, didn't happen. Not at all. She Very just gets, weird. I forgot how she dies, but she gets murked. I don't, I might not see her death. I don't remember. I really don't. I, we see her turned into a demon at one point. Yeah. So. I mean, sh- when shit hits the fan, like everybody's dying left and right. It's hard to keep up because the, because the lighting is so bad too. Because I thought yeah. we thought we thought that Cheryl died at one point when we they did were too. crawling under. There's the another lady that looks a lot like them, and, yeah. but she's never she's just there and she gets like ripped apart and all this other stuff. You're like, all right. Yeah, sure. When when, when people were crawling under the seats to get out, but that was when we lost track of who was still alive, essentially. Um, yeah, it's it's that's it's frenetic. It's a movie. little too frenetic. Um, I feel like. This almost strikes me as a movie that was shot in the order that it's presented. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, there was no jumping around with the scenes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but the helicopter scene. The helicopter scene in a hole that looks like it's about the size of a manhole cover <laughs> comes crashing through. So, yeah, uh, we're hearing it. We hear the, the helicopter. I'm like, oh, that's safety. And I was like, okay, it's not going to be safety because we've already saw that one of the demons got out. So it's just going to crash through. But oh, it yeah, we totally we should think it is before we get to that. Like the punks come in through the back door that just mysteriously opens up. The blind guy who is now infected and is a demon escapes takes out the cops when they're trying to get the punks and the punks go into the theater spreads it so now helicopter yeah the helicopter it comes through like it when i when it when it busted through i looked at hallie i said that helicopter looked like it landed on the roof of the building and it was helicopters i don't think compared to other aircrafts aren't that heavy Mm -hmm. so i don't think it would just bust through the roof of a movie theater but sure we had to move on with the movie and yeah, puny hole. And then when he starts the engine up, I'm like, no, they're not going to fly through that fucking hole. Thankfully, they don't. Mm-mm. But it does save them some time. Also, I yeah. didn't know that helicopters have grappling hooks. Well, they they do the have winch. They do have those ropes and they do have certain things like that's something that would be. I don't know if it would be on a helicopter specifically, but it would be on some sort of uh, transportation vehicle. Like if you get stuck somewhere, you need a way out. You I know, guess, but I didn't think common. they would have the. I would understand. I understood it's a that fucking it was harpoon a winch. gun. It's a yeah. I don't harpoon gun. Have the gun part. They would have a winch on the helicopter, but not the harpoon part. And it just and it it, it looks like it was functional because it went thump, like and it like. And then the mask guy comes back. Yes, uh, they harpoon it. They grappling hook. They Batman their way. George and Cheryl are the only two left to get up. And as they're going up, Cheryl makes it. And then uh, George is about to, but uh, Protoman, Mask, Phantom, Chrome Phantom, that's what I'm going to call him. Chrome Chrome Phantom Phantom. walks up and just like tries to push him down without saying anything. 
Um, no exposition there at all. Nothing. No, he doesn't speak at all, he's which is fine. Kill. I'm okay with the silent protagonist, uh, antagonist or whatever. But um, and then, but George gets up and he fucking slowly. It's like rebar his face, rebar his face, rebar yeah. his face. We know what's going to happen. Just fucking make it happen. You know. Well, there's a scene in the zombie where that also happens. It's a zombie pull pushes uh, somebody's head into a, like a, a wooden spike and it just slowly shows it all. Yeah. Yeah, Those are, that's the ones that are rough. Like I remember 28 weeks later, there's a part where like this person just gets beaten to death. And I was like, Oh, that's rough. It's so rough. Like sometimes I, I watch a lot of stupid horror movies, but every once in a while I'm just like, Ooh, that hurts. That sucks. So, okay, no, I was trying to look. It, so. <laughs> I was trying to look at when day, dawn, and night came out. Or I'm sorry, night, dawn, and day. Night was '68. Dawn. I couldn't remember if dawn was before the Shinop, but dawn was definitely in the '70s. It was '78, and then Day of the Dead was '85. But that was not until July. So that was right uh, around the same time. This one came out in October. Okay. So yeah, even Day of the Dead was out by the time this came out. So plenty to steal from and claim it as yeah. an homage. Um, but it's 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 not a bad movie. It's a very good It's fucking haphazard is the problem. It's like yeah. it's it's okay, but at the same time I could watch this again with a crew of people, but I would not watch this on my own. You know what I mean? No, you like, definitely I feel like I, mean, I got my this Get is this filled. is definitely a good fun crew uh, hangout night. Like throw this it's thing a Halloween on. movie because you don't like, have you to pay attention on. as much. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I guess we should mention the ending because this is kind of ahead of its time a little bit or at least out of the yeah. ordinary for how this thing ends. Because but also it's just like fucking nuts and great at the same time when they Cheryl and George get out of the theater and they're running and then a fucking Jeep pulls up, you know, the one with no doors or roof on it. And there is an old man, not an old man, but the dad oh, driving it, the dad driving it. And at first I'm like, oh, uh, mom, dad and kid. But no, it's mom, daughter, it's dad, daughter, son. The son's yeah. got a shotgun that's taller than him. And, <laughs> and I think he's just like chewing gum like it like he's. Yeah, it feels like it feels like this has been happening for like a week or months. But right. it's only happened for a few hours. And this kid's right. just like, yeah, we're going around shooting these motherfuckers. Yeah, 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 yeah. The dad just says, get in, which for a split second, I thought it was the um, the doctor from the Halloween series, but it's not. It just no. all I saw was like balding old man, basically, in a oh, white what's shirt. His name? I for- so I forgot his fucking name. I have to look it up. But, um, yeah, but yeah uh, they that get is in. almost uh, almost like I think 28 weeks later, like I feel like that scene was in there because there's a part where Cillian Murphy and another character meet up with an older guy and his two daughters oh. or his two children. <laughs> Probably. So I don't know. But it's just it's crazy to me because they like get into the Jeep and they're like, where are you going to the countryside or whatever to get out? It's so enough shit has gone down, which I kind of appreciate, but it doesn't fully make sense in the in the scope of this film right now. It's still not daylight. Yeah. Like they've already accepted the town is a shit show and a lost cause. So we got to go. Like, I feel like they just basically had their movie in the city that we didn't see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. This is the RE2 that we're moving into now. Yeah. 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 The movie theater was RE1 and then RE2. That's where demon. And by the way, if you're, if you watch this movie and you end up loving it, 
have fun with the sequels because there's a bunch of sequels as well. Well, there's sequels and there's things that it inspired. Um, True. But also the so, punks just die. Nothing cool about them. That's fine. So. They they were literally a plot device. Um, but like the Jeep is driving away and the credits start to roll and it keeps zooming in on the front of Cheryl and George. I keep almost calling him Greg. And then the back of them and then the front and then the back and then the front and then the back. And then she's like got an itch on her back or on her neck. And then she turns into a demon. The main character of the film Makes turns no into a demon without a thought. The son, the the little boy who's like probably 12 the turns around away. with the shotgun. Still got his big league chew in. And like she yeah. flies off the back. George is like kind of shocked. But at who the same time. Who we thought had been infected or demon scratched, whatever. It would have um, made a lot more sense if he turned into it. Yep, yep, yep. But and then they just keep driving, and I was like, That's okay, it. that was kind of cool because you just killed your main fucking character. <laughs> yeah, it's baller. Also, we forgot to talk about the vent scene. That was weird and interesting. That where he's like, did oh, not the make sense to me. Us, but that was legitimately confusing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, getting vomited on also infects you. So <laughs> that's fine, I guess, but it didn't. I guess you you can make the argument where she got a small scratch during the kerfuffle, the kerfuffle. I can't even say the word right. Yeah. But just it doesn't c- matter because the movie just moves along. Right. The cinematography in that scene is what confused me. So that's that. Well, I that I will say, which which is jarring because this movie had some great cinematography and some horrible cinematography. Like it was it was either bad or just everywhere. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, but like after we watched it, um, I'm really glad we were able to watch this together because Rachel was interested in it as well, being more of the horror fan than I am. And she's just like, those weren't demons. This was a zombie movie. Like she was almost upset that it was just like not the title at all. That's what my wife and I both said. Also, when they're going through those vents, they're acting like they can't move the, move their legs. They're like crawling, like army the crawl. Those are it's, humongous. Yeah, you could be on your knees and be fine, you dumb teenager. You can like fast crawl on your knees. Like there's right. no problem. Again, it doesn't. It's an it, 1985 Italian horror movie. Like that's what I kept saying to myself. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But this um, has probably. I need to own it. I'm gonna get it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I don't uh, care to own it. It's a good it's a good the only thing lacking is there needs to be something connecting it to Halloween in the movie. Like in the beginning, there you should have saw like Halloween direction or uh, decorations. And then Cheryl says something like, oh, we were supposed to go to this Halloween party, but we're going to go to this movie instead because there's really nothing linking it to Halloween. It's just a horror movie. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, There is a sequel. And There's two I have that I know of Wikipedia here for what it for what that matters. Uh, it says here, following the commercial success of Demons, Argento and his collaborators began to work on a sequel titled Demons 2, which began shooting in May 19. Oh, they have the date shooting on May 19th, 1986 uh, was released on October 9th, 1986 in Italy. Um, Baba spoke of the second sequel as early as January 22nd, 1988. With Argento stating it would be called Retorno alla Casa dei Demoni, uh, which means Return to the House of the Demons. Um, That's a good name. Project, yeah, project for the third film later changed hands to eventually become the church. Oh, just the church. Um, and then apparently there was a television film called The Ogre released outside of Italy as Demons 3, The Ogre. So it. The, uh, I mean, the, 
the church. I can find what the budget was anywhere, so I'm sure. Sorry, I totally talked over you. Go again. You're good. Uh, the the church that uh, was directed by that Michael and Michelle Soavi, uh, that's the guy that plays the man in the mask. Yes, I was going to mention that as a factoid is the dude in the mask is the director or he oh, had done. He's a he's a horror director also like outside oh, okay. of this. Um, gotcha. But yeah. Uh, yeah. The, oh, and he also the guy who was behind the Chrome, the Chrome Phantom was in the movie in the movie. He was the main character in the movie within the movie. Oh, the one that turns into the demon. Mm hmm. In the or movie, the other guy reading the book. He was one so of the wait. Two maybe kids. the movie was real, and he is like. This now is you've the, opened the, up the fucking the can only of worms. Reason now. I would see the second movie is if there's any exposition. Any, I feel all. like there's not. Probably, so. not. probably not. I I will say at the time, like right after watching this, I was dissatisfied. I will be honest, but now really? that we talk about it, it's 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 kind of okay. I couldn't handle some of the body horror stuff. I just can't do some of that stuff um whether or not i've got a full stomach whatever um but uh i feel like i was a little bit led astray by the recommendation because (laughs) the person recommending it said like this is peak um they were upset not upset but they were surprised that somehow their 12 year old self watching all these halloween slasher films and whatever had somehow not noticed this but also back back then like how would you have learned about this unless you stumbled upon it at a yeah, or, or something Italy, on a shelf, or was a or, follower of Dario Argento, or yeah, or it like literally your crew of friends like had yeah. you know, circulating tapes or whatever. You know, it works off of if you're going off of cover art. The cover art for this movie is really good. Oh, we they, didn't even mention that. That's the best like cinematography in the whole scene when they have glowing eyes and they're walking up the steps. Yeah, they recreate what the movie poster is supposed to be in real time, and I'm like, ah, that's good. I like yeah, that. That's that really looked legitimately nice. cool. Uh, it made no sense, but it was fine. Um, cause that's, that is this movie's tagline. This made no sense, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. It just, it, it progresses the plot. Where, if there where, is any. where are you in it now in your viewing? Cause we've talked almost as long as this movie is. Uh, we're at the part where the chick is biting off the demon's fingers and it's bleeding. All, now we're at the invasion scene. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, Oof. Greta Greta is now pushing uh, a seat down on the old lady's face. So. GG, that did not look like it was staged that well. It looked no, like that it looked was like happening. she was just going with it, and they're just like, hey, Oof. we probably need to check out what's going on there. Yeah, but, the uh, ace of spades. Sorry. Also, there's a part where the, when Ken, he's the guy with the, the sweater tied around his neck, he's like, oh, you got to kill me, George, and all that. that it's not. It's supposed to be an emotional scene, but we have no... We have no reason like it hasn't been set up that they're like brothers or they have this troubled background or anything like that. So, yeah, they just like douchebags. They they just look like douchebags trying to pick up ladies, you know? Yeah. Also, the lady in the red hair just gets strangled. That's it. So, okay, right. And then Greta Greta pulls someone out of the projector window and throws them off the balcony. So. I can see I why people she was great. <laughs> I can see why people like this because the the practical effects are cool and I can definitely. S- oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. Can't stop hiccuping. I can see how this inspired a lot of different things um, because it the budget went to the effects and then they just had a theater to fuck around in, basically. Um, so Speaking which I guess theater. we can talk about that now. Yeah, get into our factoids here. The building used for the exteriors of the Metropole Theater still stands in Berlin. It's a club called Goya. 
that's been host to several horror convention conventions thanks to its appearance in this film. That would be really cool to go to because the front of the front of the theater looks intimidating. It's got that you, you're showing the scene where the oh, well, sky's red and all that stuff. I right, would like right, to go right. that if uh, so it wasn't even so th- that answers my question to where most of it was filmed at. Because, by the way, mm-hmm. when you're getting continuity here yet again, we in the beginning of the movie, it pans over to the Metropole and it's right next to a strip mall, like literally connected to a strip mall. But that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Don't worry about where it's at. They didn't even need that scene. They could have just cut to the front of it. There was no reason to have a pan over. So I we were concerned that the version we got was not in English at first because the book she's carrying we in is in Italian and, and a lot of the mm-hmm. other things are in Italian. But like the dubbing matches up. Sometimes they are speaking English. So I was even more confused. But so I another know. thing that you'll notice if you start going down the Jallo subgenre is the way Italy would record their movies is they would film their movies and then everything was dubbed. It was everything. Very the dubbing did not look natural for this. No, a, a lot of, time, of the so. times it doesn't. Well, because like if you look into the good and the bad, the ugly, there's a lot of people that are on that movie that are just speaking their native language mm-hmm. and shows when they try to do a dub over it so interesting again in this scene with kathy she's like this place it's turning people it's like i think the premise of the movie was supposed to be that the building was possessed and possessing other people but somehow the continuity surprise i got lost along the way you know it would have made no sense but also perfect sense if in that uh closed off extra room that they found that I mentioned was the best like shot in the whole film. If they just found like under dirt and stuff, the book that was in the movie. Yeah. Why not? Maybe we should write B horror movies, Scotty. Maybe that's what we should do. Yeah. 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 Um, Like we've seen so much of things not to do. We're going to tell you what you should do. So, and there's, there's a couple different factoids. Another one that I thought was interesting though, the name of the cinema Metropole can be seen as a building in the first Silent Hill video game, just on the side of a wall. I did uh, not know that at all, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and also the scene of when the first demon Greta Greta is just spitting up slime. They just Her, have that scene yeah. as posters on the side of that building as well, which makes no sense. But I've been meaning to replay those games because Rachel never has. And um, we have the it's means coming to, up on so. the spoopy season. So yeah. uh, they I, the, they've not aged great. I know that. But, you know, it might be high time. Too. I've not. I was only I was like a big old baby as a kid. So I very rarely played Resident Evil games until like as Resident a kid, as a kid, he says, I remember yeah. phasmophobia, sir. You shut your face. Uh-huh. But uh, Silent Hill is a franchise I've never delved in, so that would be interesting. I don't think you... This is not an insult to you, but based on your phasmophobia, I don't think you could play those games. They get fucking creepy. So, well, well, we'll see. Also, some of them are really old, too, so maybe I can be okay with it. <laughs> maybe. Um, it. it there, I just don't like jump scares because I feel like... They don't really the time have those. Really? It's, it's the anticipation that freaks you out in these games. The um, Okay. Uh, I will say there's the first two, because I haven't played the third one. Uh, the first two definitely, better than most, take advantage of the limited uh, systems that they are on. Like with the fog and gotcha. stuff and with yeah. like, playing with that. Oh, yeah. If you had the fog, then you don't have to <clears throat> render the entire background and everything. So it makes yeah. you makes the game run smoother. They, so that yeah, makes they sense. Do a lot of Hitchcockian kind of stuff, things with that. 
And um, I don't want people to be like, oh, I, I like when a jump scare is deserved. Like in The right. Thing, that jump scare is very well deserved. What I don't like is the conjuring and this Annabelle bullshit where they just throw a scary image up on the screen and make a loud noise. And you're like, Oh, that was scary. That's not scary. You just got me and I'm pissed about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to look at quotes and like other factoids and stuff for this, but uh, really the only quote that I could think of the movie is they will make your, they will make uh cemeteries, their cathedrals and your buildings, their whatever. I thought that was a really good, quote mm-hmm. even though i couldn't remember it apparently so <laughs> oh brother um i can't load up the factoids because otherwise the recording might suffer if you have imdb up and you want to go to it yeah let thing, me pull them up guess. real quick uh you want the trivia hey, that that's fine too Whichever. we'll pull the trivia uh we already said that one uh lamberto bava cites that it's his personal favorite movie of films that he has directed the in Germany, this was released as a sequel, Daemon 2, to the second film, which was released as as the first movie, Daemon. So they were doing this shit with Zombie and uh, Dawn, Night of the, the Dawn of the Dead and all that stuff, good and they did it with Lord. demons, too. Oh, my gosh. Jesus. Uh, there's not a lot of trivia. No, like, there's <laughs> not much about this. Yeah. So, Oh, the blind man going to the cinema was meant as an ironic joke. So there you go. Yep. Uh, so, uh, I also noticed that in the in the lobby, because in the lobby in the beginning they have a bunch of other movie posters, and then they have a poster for the old uh, movie called Metropolis, which I've heard is an interesting movie as well. Yeah, uh, I have I no idea what that. it's about. I've uh, just heard people talk about it a lot. Yeah, it's it's one of the classic like all time whatever whatever um, black like and white. cinematography movies and all that stuff. Yeah. Not to be confused with an animated movie called Metropolis that is also really good. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, all right. uh, so how many, uh, uh, cans of Coke do you give this one? Depends on what's in those cans of Coke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would give this, I'm probably going to give this like a three out of five. I thought it was pretty, it was a solid movie. It was a solid horror movie. Uh, lots of plot holes. So if you're trying to get, uh, if you're, if you're worried about plot, maybe don't watch this. <laughs> I don't know if there are plot holes cause was there plot? to have holes yeah, and you, <laughs> you have holes into a thing that doesn't exist a hole of nothing is still nothing right so mm-hmm. uh but no if you want to see the the fucking motorcycle katana scene just reminds me of the lawnmower scene in brain dead i don't know if you've ever seen that movie uh that was one of peter jackson's first movies it's a very good uh mm-hmm. zombie well it's a zombie movie i, and, I know uh, the scene though i do know what you're talking about yeah yeah there's a I love the line in that movie. There's a uh, a kung fu priest that says, "I kick ass for the Lord." So, oh <laughs> wow, that's it's very KB. that's very close to a Johnny Mnemonic quote. Interesting. Um, but this what do you is think, Scotty? Like, uh, yeah, I give it a solid like two point five. So middle five, you know, yeah, yeah, that, that not makes quite sense. not quite average because there were parts that like could have just been done just with one or two bits of dialogue could have been a little better or an extra scene here or there or a scene omitted. Yeah. It was just very sporadic sometimes. And I think, but I will give it props for the speed of it because it starts a little bit slow to establish things, but then it fucking does not. When it's going, it's goes. Yeah. That's when it's going. I 
I didn't really care about any of the characters. So I, I yeah. found myself just waiting to see like, oh, how are these people going to die? Like, think of cool. Ways That's to the kill thing people. is like you have to I don't care how artsy you're fucking trying to be. You have to have one or a couple relatable characters to keep someone in the movie. Because if there if that doesn't exist, like you're not gonna give a yeah. shit about anything. I don't that's connect going with on. George. I don't connect with Cheryl. I yeah. don't connect. Yeah, here's the scene where the guy's finger was just in his arm, and I was like, obviously he got scratched there, but like I would have liked to see the production. Like I want to see commentaries. Maybe that's why I'll pick up the Blu-rays to see like maybe yeah, we get I cut some off the, uh, and stuff like that. I cut off the DVD, so I don't know if there was any bonus shit on there, actually. God, that um, fall off of that motorcycle is rough for her. I think the is. stunt driver might have... The stunt driver might have felt that one the next day, so... Let's see. Features on this DVD. Audio commentary with director. Uh, Bava, special makeup creations, artist, Sergio, blah, 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 behind-the-scenes footage. Yeah, I mean, grab the DVD and maybe give us a playback or something. Yeah, I'll uh, follow up on it, so... Let us know there what happens with that. Um... Yeah, so no, I say solid two point five, and we won't throw this out our rating yet. We can wait till episode fifty, uh, the that dark day. I was wondering comes. if you were going to keep doing that every time. So <laughs> no, nah, we'll wait. Maybe we'll have a guest on or something. It's a, good, it's a good marker. Be like, all right, let's take a break from watching a movie and let's throw this in where everyone because it, it's just going to get harder and harder every time we add more to it. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't really have any other notes about it. It, I, it was, it was an adventure. I mean, it was not. He's got a fucking gouge in his arm. Like, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I would tell everyone, if you've not seen the movie, at least sit down and watch it. Watch it with some friends. Probably not watch it by yourself. You might get it. I'd say still watch it, because we have had movies where I said, don't even bother watching it. This one is one to watch, but maybe not by yourself, but definitely uh, something with the the buds. Watch it with some friends. Make a drinking game out of it. Just don't get too... don't get too wasted. So and yeah, a drinking game. Uh, we'll we'll do the official Static Zone podcast drinking game for this. Would be uh, anytime a scene ends and you're like, what? <laughs> Every time you say what in this movie, take a shot. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. anytime there's green slime, you can easily make a card game. You yeah. can easily make that and just be like, when watching the movie Demons, like <laughs> yeah. Anytime there's green slime, anytime a scene cuts and you are more confused than when it started. Uh, you know, anytime like that. have to look away because of the gore. Actually, yes. these can just be these can just be established to most movies we watch. Like, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there mm-hmm. we go. The old Static Zone podcast card game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other factoids or, or anything else you No, not really. Uh, let's see. There's not much in the trivia. There was something. Hold on. There was something in the goof that said something about the helicopter that I wanted to pull up. So oh, I want to okay. look at that. We did, yeah, we kind of glossed over, even mentioned it before, though. But they do turn on the helicopter blades for a brief second somehow. And even though they're barely spinning and the zo- uh, shit, the demons are not as tall as those helicopter blades are, it still slices them up decently. Fine. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I oh, thought, uh, I thought the- straight up they were going to do an homage to Dawn. With because he doesn't have a credit as a name, he's literally like scalp cut by helicopter blade zombie or whatever. Like yeah, we've seen it. him at conventions and stuff. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Is I'm sure it is cool to go to conventions at this place because it is, even though they're it's not large. the best cons we've been to in Pittsburgh, it is cool to go to one at uh, Monroeville Mall where Don was filmed. So. Yeah, it's 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 cool. But the, it says that when the helicopter crashes against the floor on the cinema, there are no dead pilots in it. But then in the next scene, there's dead pilots. So, <laughs> there you go. 
which are the best dummies you'll see in this entire film because he definitely just like chucks one out like yeah but uh no yeah give it a watch we're coming up on the spoopy season so uh it's a it's a good solid one you got uh digital ways to watch it if you don't want to invest in the in purchasing a copy but uh yeah it's we want to hear you guys say what the fuck just as much as we did so oh there is a blu-ray that has one and two on it so maybe try to seek that out yeah i'll take a look at it so we'll see um i'm not Corey wanted to watch revenge or revenge return of the living dead and after we (laughs) finished this i was like yeah "Yeah, we kind of just watched that but in a lesser form so i don't know if we want to my my thinking well rachel's thinking she suggested like maybe do something else and then do return because you know i was thinking about it on the way home i agree with you i agree with everything that you're saying or about to say but I feel like we need to go into so, so this was very much a zombie chaos movie. Maybe we need like mm-hmm. a slasher movie. I've never seen any of the scream movies ever. Oh boy. Ever ever, huh? I I mean I know of bits. I know what I kind of know the plot point. Give me of one the second. First one. I'm going to straight up ask Rachel what she thinks we should do. If you've never okay, seen yeah, any she, of them. She, it's perfect to have her in the building. So Hey honey. Hey girl. <laughs> Can you pause your thing. All right, honey. So this is real time. We're still recording right now. Corey's never seen any of the Scream movies. We're thinking to do one of the Scream movies next. Which one should we do? You sure? All right. What'd you say? All right. Understood. Thank you. I think it's picking up everything, too, which is great. You leave all this in there. Well, we're going with number one. Yeah, that's got Drew Barrymore and Matthew Lillard in it. That's all I know. <laughs> Hack the planet. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll, I'm I'm in, I because I want to. It's not totally surprising. It's not totally surprising you haven't seen any of them because that was definitely the dry spell for. Slasher I mean, that's films. what relaunched the slasher slashers on genre. The sloshers. The sloshers genre. I'm a little okay. slosh right now. So. Yeah, well, remember, if you're getting a little bit of static, don't touch that dial because you are right where you need to be. The static zone. So. All right, Sweet watch your game. nipples and grab your Coke. We're out. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> the preview you are about to watch is for a movie that is unlike any you have ever seen before. It is for a movie that goes beyond temporary fear to everlasting terror. It is a movie called Demons. Yes, the demons are coming, and they're coming for you. Warning, if you have the courage to see demons, sit near an exit. Otherwise, you might never get out. In your theater, who will survive the touch of the demons? With music by Billy Idol, Motley Crue, The Adventures, Rick Springfield, and Saxon. This is no dream. This is happening right now. And it could be happening to you. Demons. They will make cemeteries their cathedrals. And the cities will be your tombs. Will you survive it? Demons. <laughs>